Now we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Andrea Lang. Hi. <laughs> and Daniela Maximilian. Or we'll call her D, she told me. Daniela. Daniela. I asked beforehand and I still get it wrong. Not it's very okay. smart, but it's a very, <laughs> very cool name. Auto corrected you. Yes, yes. Audio corrected me. Uh, and you're both an Adult Swim Yule Log, which I'm a big fan of. And it's a very bizarre movie. We're going to talk about it. So uh, did you know he, Did you know each other uh, before being involved in the movie? We did not. No, not for a second. <laughs> so how did you both get involved? We'll start with uh, Andrea here. Oh, uh, uh, the project, my agent sent me an audition and I sent my audition in and what was, the, what was the scene for the audition? Um, the scene that we, that I was sent from my agent to audition with was a scene with Zoe and Alex in the cabin. I'm, I guess, am I giving away spoilers to people that it's, it's out and people have seen it, but like, am I not giving yeah, it away? I, it's fine by me, but it's up to you guys um yeah yeah that was that was the piece that i uh, auditioned with just zoe I, alex and i in the cabin and the sheriff and deputy show up yeah right. <laughs> i'll talk about that in a second and okay. uh, d what interested you in in the in the project well i really like adult swim i spent a lot of my pandemic watching um <laughs> tim and eric and the eric andre show I, i'm a huge fan of tim and eric myself <laughs> so very cool <laughs> And I was like, uh, I think I manifested it, it because I was watching like Eric Andre and being horrified. You know, you're you're thrilled, but you're also kind of like horrified on some of those episodes. And then when I got the uh, Adult Swim audition, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually something that's interesting. Um, I auditioned for Holly and the Holly side was they took some of the lines from other characters. So it's the scene when we come in and henry is on edibles for my audition it read like i was on edibles so i just came in you know high as fuck <laughs> oh can i curse yeah 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 it's fun okay um so basically my audition was like holly high as fuck and then um and then the alien scene which was actually really really fun to film but the callback i auditioned for beth and i know that andrea also auditioned uh for rosa right uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah we did like two characters so since d, d you're you were uh you knew of tim and eric and adult swim so you kind of know like this is a lot of weird stuff but uh andre when you're reading the script what did you think like because uh, i assume it's got to read very strange because the movie goes in many different directions yeah so aside from um, the piece that we were sent for the audition receiving the entire script was like i'm sorry who what <laughs> what what oh this happens and, and this happened on top of that um i was very curious to see how it was going to play out um i thought it was zany i wasn't sure how casper was going to pull it off but i was really excited to be a part of something so bizarre because i i i I haven't done anything like that before. Yeah, the script was just wild and 
how deep how uh, sorry to interrupt you how detailed is the script as far as like the camera movements because you know for like the first half hour the cameras are stationary right um so when when i got the script justin and i didn't realize that it was going to be stationary for a whole 20 <laughs> minutes or so um because we're like reading it and we're like oh when does when does the character exit or when does someone come in you allow for camera cuts you know and that doesn't take place so justin and i well justin reached out to casper and he was like hey um like because we're like running our lines and it's it's feeling like a like stage and so he asked him and he was like oh this is going to be like a you know uh one static shot for like a hot minute and we're like oh shit like we got to straight up play this and then adding on more people and like make sure that we don't like trump each other's lines and you know so that was uh that was very uh that was interesting but they, yeah the camera the it was it was different in my mind the way that it panned out as opposed to reading it which is fine because i thought they did a fucking brilliant job but yeah in my mind is that more theatrical like uh acting like theater acting when when it's the camera's stationary and people are kind of coming and going oh for sure and that's that's one of the things that i absolutely loved about this film how unique that they uh chose that specific direction for it because it, it in a way the audience is like oh this is boring it's drawn out or slow burn and then and then it shifts and then not only does it shift that there's other components on top of different components on top of different components so it's uh yeah it keeps them guessing for a while and not only that but it's like oh shit, you have to really think about like what they had to go through to keep that one that one um shot steady with all these different actors uh combining uh, onto that so uh, D, you said you like Tim and Eric and Adult Swim. So did you realize like what kind of vibe like the movie would be because or, or what do you consider it? Do you consider horror movie, co comedy, or science fiction or, or maybe that's what's that, interesting. It, it's everything. I think the movie is sort of absurdist psychological horror with almost a touch of being a hell house. Like, you know, like those Christian hell houses, like this is a weird sort of drop parallel, but like, you know, like early Christian hell houses, you'd go in and you'd get the shit scared out of you. And then you'd have like a lesson at the end. And I think that there is something to the movie that it's not just horror porn. It's not just like violence porn either. It's, there is a surprising sort of meaning to the film. Um, so I think that that can easily be overlooked or you can be distracted from that with the, the absurdist elements. But I see it as like a fever dream. You know, it's it's a movie that doesn't go, but it's like, OK, and then and then and then um, to piggy to piggyback off of what Andrea said too, like in the script, it says, you know, the, the log is on for two hours. It was supposed to be on for two hours, that shot of the, the <laughs> and then the movie starts. Yeah. And I love the beginning of the movie because of that static shock in very adult swim fashion, it makes it look very Brady Bunch. It makes it look very sitcom where it could almost be like if you pull back in the camera, it's just a painted, you know, set. 
But that's what's so cool that when the when the camera actually moves, it's like, oh no, this is an actual interior. There, you know, that reality sets in. But the reality makes it even weirder because by the time the camera moves, you're prepared to watch this shit in a one, you know, in a one shot. So I kind of was expectant of the absurdist elements. Um, but I will say that on set, when we were acting, I was really curious to see how it was going to play out because we all kind of had our different styles. Like Andrea's character, like I, one thing about Andrea, and I have to just put this out there is that she is capable of completely grounded, dramatic performances. She's capable of dry, witty, sarcastic performances. And then she's also capable of some goofy ass like <laughs> humor I love but her character when we started filming she was in a heightened state she was the Winona writer of it you know in Stranger Things she was like coming out with a knife and I think to start filming it where where we were coming in where she was in such a heightened state there was a feeling of like what is this movie you know, there was like a surreal element on set while we were filming for, I would say, the, the beginning couple of days. That's yeah. a long answer. No, that's a good answer. <laughs> I My thought bad. that when I was watching it at first, what is this movie? But I was totally into it. So, <laughs> By the way, I do want to show this because Jason, my friend uh, and listener of the show, sent me this. It's not a Yule log, but it is a KFC fire log. So I thought I would show it on the show. What does that even mean? It is supposedly if you burn it, it smells like uh, eleven herbs and spices. I don't so know if you that's... want your if you want your house to smell like uh, KFC. I, I guess about. I, <laughs> I like it. Have you sniffed it thoroughly? I I cannot. I should open it, but I, I kind of want to keep it in the plastic. You can't smell through the plastic. <laughs> that's. I can't tell if that's delicious or disturbing. It's both. <laughs> it can be both, I suppose. So, uh, what was Casper Kelly like? Uh, I assume he's weird if he makes a movie like this, but I don't know. You start, D. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I just got home from the gym. I'll be right back. Okay. Casper's not weird at all. <laughs> Casper's like the sweetest, the sweetest, most humble, soft-spoken guy that you would ever meet. That's, I think, what really, he's so genuine. It's You know when you meet someone who talks from their heart? That's Casper. I don't know how this came into being because you wouldn't expect Casper to make this stuff or even like too many cooks. It It's almost kind of like David Lynch. You know how David Lynch is kind of wholesome mm-hmm. in a weird way? Yeah, he's, yeah he likes his apple pie and his coffee. Yes. And yeah, There's a strange wholesomeness to Casper. Yeah, there's also a lot of Lynchian elements to, uh, to Eulog. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Craig wants to know, uh, Craig Lindbergh in the chat, uh, what was the table read like? Did you guys have a table read, I guess? What was it like? Did we have a table read? We didn't. We actually didn't have a table read. We just showed up on set after our callback. And Justin called us up the night before and was like, guys, this is one long take. We have to practice before we go in. (laughs) So we all met up and uh practiced in a parking lot before our first day on set but there was no there was no table read we just right there was no table read none there was a lot read in fact 
there was no, yeah, we didn't gather around like normal citizens and gather around. <laughs> <laughs> we met up in a parking lot, and that's what it was. Um, yeah. And uh, Dean asked uh, answer their question earlier. Uh, what were your first? Uh, what did you think of Casper Kelly at first, and what did you think of him while you're working on the movie? What did I think about Casper Kelly? I thought he was this like incredibly kind and generous giant. He's just so he's like sweet and he's considerate and he's compassionate and he listens to you and he's open to what you have to offer for your role or whatever it is that you are trying to bring. Yeah. He's just, he's wonderful. Yeah. Now, how about the cabin itself? Was now was it? A, did you guys film it in a cabin or was it a set? It was a cabin. Yeah, it was a it was a random ass cabin in Decatur, Georgia, um, amongst these like normal homes. You just pull up, and the cabin is like, it's a black cabin too, isn't it, D? It's, it's a, a matte black cabin. Yeah, it's a matte black yeah. cabin in the city in Decatur, Georgia, and a family lives there and that's what we used yeah it, it was a fair you're just you're reminding me it's a family of like two little girls too and like they, the family brought the kids over while we were filming it was a whole we were tied up yeah one shit leather faces like plastic shit like yeah yes. they were like so excited they were all about them like this is interesting cabin is making sense there's a lot of weird shit in that cabin and i'm not sure how much of it was set design and like how much of it is just like you mean the squirrel encased <laughs> there's like there was a squirrel encased yeah. <laughs> yellow no it was encased in a do you remember black? that yes no, i have yeah. pictures of it yeah it was, yeah yeah and also like for context it wasn't like you know you're walking and you just see the cabin you have to go like into beyond some trees and then this cabin is facing really weirdly it's not like facing frontward like a normal house does it's like facing to the side do you remember right. that? Yeah. oh my god don't make Here. me not sleep tonight i just remembered that <laughs> Yes, you have to go down the driveway and then it's facing to like the left to get in. All right. Okay. This is, I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the more we talk about it, we're like, why? Wait, what's happening? What no. did we actually do recently? <laughs> I'd be curious if those two girls uh, ended up watching the movie and what they thought of it. I hope not, because that's bad parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Fair I enough. Yeah. I don't want them to watch it just yet. <laughs> Yeah, they've seen enough. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Pleatherface. So what was it like when you first see Brendan in the Pleatherface uh, in his costume? <laughs> D <laughs> Brendan is just the sweetest human. And I was, he's also from New York. And I was talking to him and I was like, wow, you got like a really strong New York accent. I love it. And oh, then he's, so New York. he's so New York. He's so New York. So New York. And then he like they put all this shit on him. And I was like, oh my God, you look terrifying. And he's like, <laughs> you know, he has like that really adorable laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not showing this to anyone. No one's gonna know I'm in this movie. <laughs> it was so cute. He's but he looked absolutely terrifying. And the scene where he's like, any, meeny, miny, mo, 
that I have to cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Remember, it was eeny, meeny, eeny, because he's so stupid he can't complete it. Remember, oh. <laughs> and it was like ten minutes of that, and we did a take where we were both like. I was like, pick her. She looks like a Colgate commercial. And Andrea was like, pick her. We were just screaming and losing our minds for like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's interesting when you think about that because it's like, it makes you wonder, you know, he was laughing in post and he was like, I can't use this because it's going to be too funny. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it would have been way too funny if he used the version, the many versions that we had improvised you know absolutely for like to give you context we shot the movie we did a it's like we did one straight take you know like one the script then we would do a bunch of improv takes and then we had these takes that were just off the wall zany humorous funny and Casper picked the straightest one, which, you know, obviously it's his vision and I respect it because the movie ended up being much more, you know, intense to watch. But there's this one scene where Andrea is on the phone. I don't know if you remember. She's in the phone in the bedroom and she's the police and she's like, no, it was a sheriff. It's a male sheriff. He has a fucking penis. He was male. And it was so funny on set because the way she delivered it was it was just so real. But you could also see yourself kind of doing that if you were in a high stakes scenario. You know, he was male. I saw his fucking dick. <laughs> it was just very funny. Yeah. Yeah. And he it's it's so interesting because it's like the dynamic would so change if he decided to use that, you know, if like now you're informing the audience of like how to feel about the rest of this film. If, if one were to use that, wow, I forgot about that. I so forgot about that. All I know is I watched it. I was like, wow, he used the, like the most like dialed in version of me. Um, You're so grounded in it. Like, I think a lot of people, when this was coming out the day after I, I looked up the Twitter and the Reddit comments and I just really just laughed because. Oh, I laughed like, right there with you. They were right? like, it was like a moment by moment. I was like, oh, they're losing their shit. <laughs> My favorite was like, how dare I assume that Adult Swim can make something normal? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. But I, it was so interesting because there were so many people who were like, what you're you know when you tell alex you're like we could die the world is dying there were so many people like commenting like she's right <laughs> like, with tears <laughs> like, she's so right so yeah. i feel like probably not having you be so funny was the right choice yeah 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 so did you do that for like all the scenes like do different uh like a comedic version and a more uh, dramatic version See? Did we do that for all? Did the you scenes? do that for all this? Or you would do different. Uh, uh, a take that would be more comedic, one that would be more uh, dramatic. For me, yeah, I did a lot of funny, funny takes that were just improving. Yeah, yeah. So we would, yeah, we would do. Uh, Casper would give us direction. We would, you know, do a normal take as he wanted. Um, we would do one where we kind of improvise a little bit and then we had like a fuck it take where it was just like, 
you know, like, let's see, let's see what you want. Like, like when, um, when Justin is like, oh, you look so hot by the, the, the fireplace, like Beyonce, we said at the same time, he improvised that. And that's, that's the version that, um, Casper went with. We improvised a bit, a good bit. And so he let us just kind of play and it just kind of worked out. Um, like in, in the, in the closet when the log is after us and he's talking about, um, which actor should play him. And he's like, Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> I had my go-to, which wasn't used. I, I can't remember. Uh, I had many different actors that I wanted to use, but my go-to for one of the extra takes was, um, Oprah. <laughs> And we never got there because I think that they just wanted to leave it open-ended. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of imp improvisation used in, um, in uh, filming this. It was cool. So I assume then you didn't know until you saw the finished movie, like really what kind of, uh, you know, if it would be more comedic, more horror, you didn't really know exactly until you saw it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he actually flew into Atlanta from New York for the premiere and um we all watched together like a big crazy family and it was so exciting and so cool because it's like we didn't we didn't know what version that they were going to use or what outtakes they were going to use and it was i thought that they you know shout out to media team really because i mean they really brought everything together um but to answer you neil yeah we didn't know what to expect until on the day yeah so when you first saw it, D, what did you think? When you saw when the finish first film? saw it, yeah. I was like, this is a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think I was like half expecting it to be like really adult swim, where it's just like, wow, they're they're using cheesiness as another form of horror. But I was really honestly, I was so impressed by Andrea and Justin, I, I thought they read so sincerely. I was so truly like I was so amped to see Andrea as the main character. And again, when I went on set, it felt very heightened, right? Because her character is in a place no other character is at. We're all like, mm, we're going to go hot subbing. And, you know, Zoe's like, this fucking something's fucking happening you know like all my fears are being confirmed so when i first went on to set i'm like i really want to see how this plays out i want to see if this is grounded and she was so incredibly grounded i feel like she's she's interesting to watch and also i was surprised at how sincere some moments were because i expect you know, i expected again like too many cooks or something like that but um I was, so let me make this short. I was struck by the sincerity of it. I was struck by the grounded performances. I was like, fucking awesome. And then I was also struck by how fucking weird some of it was. And I loved it. I, I thought the guy in the fireplace freaked me the fuck out. Like genuinely, he freaked me out. And then when I saw Mother, I was like, this is working so fucking well. And she has the my favorite line in the movie when she goes, she's like, danger. You've been outside. People are batshit crazy. <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing, but also strangely philosophical because, you know, these people who do batshit crazy things, they never think that they're crazy. It's always the world. So 
I had a lot of different emotions. Yeah. About it. Andrea? No, I, um, everything she just said, I completely agree. <laughs> but uh, I, Before we went live, I was telling Dee, because I like to go to festivals and a lot of the festival movies don't fit into like any one genre. There'll be multiple genres. And this really reminds me of that because it's multi, it's, you know, it could fit into anything and it's very strange, but um, there's also a lot of uh, social commentary in the movie and it's uh, a little bit of everything in the movie. And, and to me, it's very original and just weird. And I loved it. How did you feel when you're, where did you think it was? Well, yeah, how well, did you first, feel? well yeah, cause I, I didn't even really know anything about it. And I saw some people talk about it on, uh, on Facebook. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go check this out. Cause the lot, I thought maybe it'd be like a, Honestly, from what they're showing, I thought it really was like this Yule log was burning and then maybe somebody popped out and killed. I thought it was more of a short because uh, I like Adult Swim and almost everything in Adult Swim is very short, like 12 yeah. minutes, 15 minutes. And so <clears> I was <throat> watching it and I'm watching the thing, the Yule log. But, it, you know, then I get sucked into it's, it's like a first you get like the weird. I'm not going to explain the whole movie, but uh Take it was so away. strange and then each of the different elements really uh worked for me i like the alien stuff i love Featherface. i think even you know, the acting is good um the throwback stuff and the social commentary and kind of the idea of cycles i think is really interesting and so i watched it twice because there's like so much to really uh to digest the first time around because it's like it's kind of jarring at first because there's so many different elements going on yeah i love that you liked it yeah you know it could have easily i think what we felt as well maybe i'm speaking out of turn but I, I kind of feel like the consensus of the cast we trusted casper but we were also like what is this going to look like like i think you know especially filming it you see all these sort of seemingly disparate elements now there's now there's an alien now there's now she's covered in goop you know and to the fact that he that fact that Casper and the team were able to make a co—it's actually kind of a cohesive story, despite the sort of like, jump, you know, what is it? How do you when you make soup when you just throw everything into the, the jumbo? <laughs> well, yeah, like everything but the kitchen sink kind yeah, of idea. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like strangely kind of cohesive. It's yeah, because I was just thinking, it. if you ever watch a movie and you hear, and then then you just mention aliens, people are probably wondering what the what the hell are they talking about? But yeah but it worked for me how about the idea though because um i from what i understand you guys weren't allowed to talk about the movie until it came out correct so like did you what did you think people would think of the movie when i read it and when we filmed it i immediately i immediately the gut of me was like oh this is a cult classic easily it's a cool classic. It's going to go down in history for sure. Um, I thought that the way in which they were deciding not to do um, the marketing and stuff in advance, normally for, you know, films, I thought that that was kind of like sneaky and kind of like desirable and it, and it worked in their favor. Cause I remember being on set and it was during the, <laughs> it was during the cult scene that they had outside, um, which, by the way, some of the um, executives are in the cult 
around the tree. Oh, that's very that cool. Scene, which was so amazing because I'm like, oh, so there's like a few EPs and like people behind the scenes that work for Adult Swim that are in that scene. And I'm like, you, and they wanted to be there. And I was like, oh, you guys are weirder than I thought. This is wonderful. Um, but yeah, I asked them about that. I was like, how do you promote this? And they're like, we're not doing anything on the front end. It's all going to be on the back end. Uh, cause we want it to be a kind of thing where people discover it and they don't really know what to expect. And then they tell their friends, but they don't tell their friends too much because it's kind of like a found footage kind of vibe. And I was like, okay, that's kind of mysterious and sexual and kind of fun. And so let's see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it worked out the way that they thought it would, you know? Yeah. I feel like there's, um, I mean, this is completely different, but there's been a few things this year that, you know, people talk about uh, barbarian, for example, like, the, and you don't want to give too much of it away. You just want to, you want other people to watch it and uh, word of mouth really helps with it. And I do think when you said cult classic, I think it'll, even though it already has its audience now, I think over time, it'll, this will be a movie that uh, will gain in popularity or gain in this uh, weird uh, cult audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Barbarian? Did you like it more? Neil, I'm listening. Um, uh, I maybe the uh, I actually love the first 42 minutes or so of Barbarian. I think Very that's that, I think that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. I'm not really big on the it I don't dislike it, but I think it goes down a little bit after that cuz you kind of know what the big twist is and then it's kind of more the same after that. But um the first 42 minutes I thought was great. Yeah, which one did you like better? Our film or Barbarian? <laughs> oh, interesting. I, no, I actually like your film. Why? Because it's because it, it were the whole thing is very strange, and I was with it through the whole movie. Where I honestly, the first forty-two minutes of Barbarian, I really liked. After that, it's fine. But uh, but I was with uh, Ulog from beginning to end. I think that's what something that works in our favor. A lot of horror movies fall apart in the third act. I call it like the Jacob the Jacob's ladder effect. Like the first two acts of the movie, you're like, yes, okay. And then the the sort of like falling action is like, that mm-hmm. fucking sucks, you know, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. But I feel like with Ulog, like it just, it's Lynchian in the sense that like when you watch uh, David Lynch's movies, or I'm thinking about Twin Peaks specifically, at the end of an episode or the at the end of the season, he introduces a completely different element that is not foreshadowed prior to. So you're like, oh my God, there's more. And Casper kind of did that as well with a third arc with the alien and, you know, just how crazy and out of sort of out of control it gets. So I think that if anything, it's kind of a, an opposite where in the beginning it tries your patience and it tries your expectations. But then once it starts going in the second and the third act, it's really going like the momentum is at its all time high. That's my idea. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. I completely agree. Yeah. My comment is Andrea approved. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, did you watch Barbarian D? No, I didn't. Sorry guys. Are you going to? Yeah, I guess I will. But now I'm going to watch the forty, the first forty-two minutes of it. I think it's the first forty off. minutes is kind of like a masterpiece. And then after that, it's whatever. But uh, some people love the stuff after that. I don't know. So yeah, I've been, been prepared 
it's been like Neil, you've seen, I don't know if you guys have seen some of the reviews, but it's been compared as like the brother or sister movie to, um, to our film, to Yulog. And Barbarian. Like, yeah. Ooh, I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Just I checked it out and I was like, I see what they're saying, but I, I feel like the review you just gave D is kind of sums it up. Maybe I'm just going to watch Barbarian to leave a shitty review. <laughs> <laughs> I have a personal beef like against like Barbarian as well, because I, I don't want to make the interview about me, but I finished my first film and we had our premiere at Fright Fest in London and they scheduled a, a sneak preview of Barbarian right when our Q&A was starting. So everyone left our, our film to go see Barbarian. Well, they left the Q&A to go mm. see, but they will stay for the film. So I have a personal beef against it too. But, uh, but other than that, uh, you know, I just want to throw that out there. Adult Amelia and I are going to be at Fright Fest next year in London. Oh, really? FYI. Wait, yeah, I, uh, I was there uh, for, for the movie this year, uh, my movie, and uh, Fright Fest is a really cool uh, festival. Yeah. Had you? Uh, awesome. What's your movie called? Uh, the Once in Future Smash. It's a mockumentary about two older actors who both take credit for a 1970s slasher film. And then they're, in modern day, they're both booked at a festival together and uh, at a convention together for the first time and so it's yeah it's kind of like a christopher guest kind of movie where i got a lot of my horror friends to play themselves in the movie um like john dugan from texas chainsaw massacre and a lot of people if i start naming i'll forget every, i'll forget names so i don't want to name everybody but a lot of uh a lot of horror people play themselves in the movie and uh it's very fun uh, do you know the movie greasy strangler no, but I love the way it sounds. All right, so the the, uh, the greasy stranglers in the movie is one of the leads, and I, I, if you like Adult Swim stuff, I think you would would like uh, the greasy strangler. It's a very I'll check it out. Film. Also, that idea is horrifying. Like, imagine someone strangling you, and they're greasy as fuck, and you're just like, oh, exactly. hands are slipping <laughs> off of them. Oh no, yeah, it's both it's both like disgusting and horrifying. I don't know if anything is gets much more worse than that. It's like in New York when girls fight and they put Vaseline on their faces. Is that a thing? You guys don't know about that? I do not. No, yeah, no. you take your earrings off, you put some Vaseline on your face. So, so the punch like slides off? Yeah, girl. <laughs> have, you, have you been a part of that? I've never put that. I don't need to. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. He's a fighter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay well we learned something today everything <laughs> uh, speaking of the alien what was the goo that that, that gets uh, on your face andrea what was that it was like a c45 plus like corn syrup or something uh, you were ready for a fight in new york yeah the, the i was ready would just slide <laughs> off that, of you yeah. with that blue goo um, our our uh, special effects guy shane was really cool and he applied the alien goo uh for as many days as it took i would literally show up to sun i would go i went home so many days covered in blood <laughs> um yeah i don't know what was in the ingredients for that you had so much she had so much blood on her she had the regular blood and then the the alien blood alien blood was did you taste blood. it did it taste like anything it was delicious i could eat it i had to make sure that i could <laughs> yeah. you had a big bowl of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Like a bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the future you guys could, you know, maybe the, uh, you could sell that, like a, you know, like a, a dish of, of, of alien wow. goo. Yeah. On OnlyFans. <laughs> well, you never know. You can make some money, I guess. <laughs> From my understand, uh, Tordy Clark is the mom. She actually didn't doesn't like pimento cheese. Has you have either of you uh, tried pimento cheese? And what do you think of it? Ugh. Ugh. What is pimento cheese? What is pimento? Yeah, what is what is it's like a it's like a mixture of like orange and mozzarella, right? I don't know. Orange. All I know is that like it's just not it doesn't feel it doesn't sound like it's natural and watching no, I think that it, yeah i think it's I, i'm not really sure what it is either to be honest but uh i think it's some kind of isn't it a pimento like some kind of like pepper or something yeah it's like pepper but like but like liquid and then like mozzarella and orange if i'm I ever really selling it, the though, pimento cheese yeah. i'm gonna say pimento Oh, like what she <laughs> says it. Cheese. Can, yeah, say it again, B. Say it just like she says it. I like some pimento cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible expression. But I love how she like really hits the P of it. Right. And every like of, of the times that I've watched it, I I always say the opening scene where she's like, um, she's like, found. You don't got a cell phone? And she's like, no, me. Oh, this is my son. <laughs> that's good. That's a good impression. Oh, God, that's not good. It's not good that I'm good at that. <laughs> I, have, I have a good story about Tori. Okay. Can, can we hear? Okay, so this I will always cherish this. The first day that Tori was on set with me, um, she came in and I was like, oh, she's cool. Cause she had uh, some, she's wearing some Japanese getta and I'm part Japanese. So I'm like, oh, she's got some Japanese stuff going on. And um, she can speak Japanese because she she actually acted over there for, for years. But my point is she came in fully in character. So I had, we actually, we didn't know if she was actually Southern or where the hell she was from. But our AD, Claire, went up to her and, and she was like, you know, because she sits on Alex during the scene. So Claire's like, listen, there's going to be some physical touching. Is that cool with you? And Tori was like, I love being touched. <laughs> she was like, I prefer it. He could touch me anywhere. I love it. I thrive on being touched. <laughs> she kept talking for like five minutes of just like how she likes being touched. And Claire was like so uncomfortable. She was like, mm, okay, great. And I will always remember that because she was <laughs> actually in character, like testing, testing it out. But I remember just, you know, sort of like drinking my coffee, like, mm, this is good cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Dee, that was so, that was so good. I'm Tordy. <laughs> that was so, so good. I hope that's how you open this uh, in video. Yeah, watching that scene is so uncomfortable and it's so long. I thought they did they did such a really good job. I was really impressed. So, you uh, what was she like out of character, or was she always in character? She was always in character. <laughs> yeah, even Maybe that's I, her. Then I don't know. Man. Yeah, so that that was her experience with Tordy. Mine was. I, I I tend to keep to myself when I'm on set just because I like to just kind of stay in the zone. 
And this was so kind of like happening so fast. Um, I wanted to make sure that everything was running when it should be running on time. And we were also like running out of time every day. So I wanted to be extra focused. Um, but when I did meet Tordy, she was very like not pleasant, but I didn't know she was in character. And I was like, what the fuck? No, <laughs> what the fuck is what? Who's that person? Cause she like didn't smile. She barely responded to anything I asked. And this is coming from a person that's like not really speaking on set anyways. So, and then at the premiere and afterwards, I was like, oh, you're a breath of fresh air. I had no idea. She just stayed in character the whole time, which was brilliant. She did a good job. I broke Tori down on set though. Like I, like she was doing the thing where I was talking to her and she wasn't giving me any information. And then I kind of just kept talking to her because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get something from you. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. cracked her and she started like, talking in her regular voice and like telling me some uh, stories that she has. She's a very fascinated, fascinating uh, actress. And she, she is. And she when is. you see her too, like out of character, she is a breath of fresh air. She yeah. like, yeah, like, like a cute little, like European girl who rides on a bike. And I, I know, I know. Know. it's like yeah. cooler and closer, but when she was in character, it was like, get her away, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But power oh, yeah, she's great in the movie. Yeah, yeah. When you said you were going to go to Fright Fest, uh, like, do you have a movie there, or like, uh, what were you going to do? No, I, I'm putting it out there that we're going to go next year, and we're just going to represent for Adult Swim Ulog. I I go to London every. It's a trend that I'm starting. I go to London every year. My aunt lives there, so um, I just figure, you know, you just said that, and I'm like, oh, done. Make it happen. We're going to go. Mm -hmm. Dean and I are going to go and represent oh. for Adult Swim Ulog. So yeah, do it. This yeah. is what you have to do to manifest. You just oh yeah, is that the manifest pump up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like London myself. People say the food's bad, but I think the food's great. There's a lot of diverse food yeah. out there. And yeah, you just gotta find the right things. Like whatever, good food's good and bad everywhere. Whatever. Exactly, London, yeah. London has great food. I yeah, agree. I agree. Like if they're saying it's like not as like magnificent as like Italy. Okay, fine. Like, I don't know why you would even put yourself in a category with Italy, but like, whatever. London has fine food, I think. Yeah, I stayed in Soho and there's tons of little cool restaurants all through Soho. Yeah, yeah. That's good to go. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, was there one other time for us also at Freight Fest? This is press, but this time with the movie. So it was a very cool experience. And the Congrats. first time I went, I was, I don't drink anymore. I, I haven't drank in four years, but the first time I went, I was, went to a lot of pubs and there's a lot of really cool old pubs uh, that are hundreds of years old in, mm -hmm. in the area. That's cool. There's also Applebee's and, and stuff like that, but you don't need to go there. <laughs> I kind of sad when you see the Vietnamese Apple. place when I was in London. I was like, oh my God, never take me home. <laughs> oh, for real? Was that good? It was so good. Nice. Do you remember the name? It was Little Viet Kitchen. Okay. Do you remember what part of London it was? It was an angel. I think it got shut down during COVID. Ah, damn. Yeah. Food, but I bought the, the cookbook because I'm like, I can't cook, but maybe one day. Oh, yeah. There was no pimento cheese there, I don't believe. 
There's going to be. <laughs> Ingredient one, pimento cheese. <laughs> and so, could it, yeah, go ahead, Neil. I was going to say, well, um, once the movie came out and you started to see people talk about it, what's, uh, what's that been like and what have people been saying about it? The reception. Like mm-hmm. friends and family or like, or like people? Uh, well, both if you want people that you know or just people online. Is well, there a difference? I had a few people that told me personally that they watched it outside of knowing me as a close friend. And they were like, we're so impressed. Like the storyline is great. Like the way that it develops is great. The way I was like capt- captivated and entertained the entire time was great. And I also, of the few times that I've watched it, try to watch it from like an existential perspective. And I also agree that it just did a really good job of like not getting you bored. Um, when we watched the premiere, I was a little worried because the beginning is a little drawn out. Um, but when everything kind of kicks in, you're set. And then how crazy and zany it develops um, is even more entertaining. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been nothing but positive feedback, really. It's been nothing but like really, really, really good feedback, which I think is really great for like a really popular film for Daniela and I, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely the feedback has been I think for Holly, the feedback's a bit it's a bit different. I definitely got called Tits McGee more than a few uh, reviews here. But oh, yeah. um, I think in terms of family, I was just like I did give people a heads up. I'm like, look, you're going to see a lot of my uh, assets. So prepare yourself brother <laughs> besides that um my brother actually really liked him he's he's very um he's very picky when it comes to to films because he's also a writer and director he was like i really liked it his his favorite character was henry oh very cool yeah he liked henry but he he liked yeah. henry's great henry is you know, Sky is just so humble, but he, I really, really enjoyed watching him on camera. He just presents very well. He's very dialed in. He's just, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. 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 Very proud of him as well. He sells Mm -hmm. that scene in the, in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything hammy about his acting at all. Oh, not once. Not at all. No, but I'm saying in this scenario, because it's so absurd, mm-hmm. it could easily reflect on the acting in an equally like uncanny, zany way. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. his his performance, like yours and Justin, like is so grounded and actually really there's something about Henry that's at once like, yeah, he's a stoner, but he I feel like he he presents very vulnerable. I literally, as you were saying that, that's the word that came to my mind. Right? Yeah, yeah, very vulnerable. He's yeah. very vulnerable. You feel for him. You feel like he's, you just, you just, yeah. When he's going through that weird scenario in the fireplace, it's like, fuck, man, I'm with you. God, I hope, I hope it works out for you. <laughs> yeah, he's really, he's very likable. Yeah. That scene too, when he tells himself, don't drink it, it might be poison. I forgot. Dude, when we watched the premiere, I was like, yo, that was so great. You yeah. did so good, Sky. 
And but it's funny because I was watching with someone and they said it exactly when he said it. No, no, like because it's like it's a, it's what we're thinking as an oh, like, don't drink it. And it's yeah, he just he fucking nails that. That whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. How about the actor in the fireplace, the Charles Green? What, what was Charles he like? is just, I mean, avocado toast. Right. <laughs> How much time do you have? Charles is a really good friend of mine. He lives like five minutes away. Charles is literally that actor that you see in everything. His credits are absolutely just like insane. 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 Um, He's brilliant. He's another one that my friends will talk about when they watch the film. And they're like, the guy in the fireplace was just like brilliant. Mm -hmm. He was just so brilliant. He's just brilliant. I, I don't have enough kind things to say about Charles. He's just so fucking good. He's so good. And just like she said, avocado. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love, I love Charles. I think that he's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I mm-hmm. think like his peppiness is unnerving. It, he just reads is so I'm still trying to figure out because people say, oh, he's the devil in the in the fire. I don't think he was. I think he was genuinely, again, it's, it's kind of like, I'm going to hit you with another like weird analogy, but it's like, you know, Satan in, in Paradise Lost, when Satan is like, evil be thou my good. You know, it's like he's trying to help these people in a really fucked up, warped way. He's trying to give them the chance, in my opinion, he's trying to give them the chance that he doesn't have. But that even makes it fucking weirder. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's eating a box of crows and being like, let's jostle your dad's balls. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. It's uh, you felt sad for him. Cause it's like when Zoe says the you're from hell and he takes actual offense from that. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, sorry. Mm, didn't mean to say that, but aren't you though? Okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if it ever came up to revisit these characters for a sequel or something, would this be something you'd want to do? Hell yeah. Easily. Without a fucking doubt. Yeah. Easily. Well, if we're being honest, Neil, we're not entirely sure what happened to Holly anyway. Exactly. And this is the first <laughs> annual Yule Logs, so... I'm hoping Holly's character and, and if they're going to do it the way that they do and as a fucking wacky as they make it, Holly's going to come back as like reincarnate as, you know, who fucking knows. You're going to see Holly's, you're going to see Daniela, but it's going to be like, you know, a different character. But I think that she would need to come back if we're, if we're doing this as they should do it. Um, she'll definitely be back. And also we don't know what happened with Zoe and Alex for sure. It's true. We don't like we don't and we don't know if like we don't really know the the laws that the the law is governed by. Like, it, will they will their souls get like sucked up into the log? Like, you know, because Zoe and Alex could easily be another iteration of Rosa and the corn guy. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Michael. 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 But what's yeah. his character's name? The slave owner, you know what he's like. I love your corn. No, I know, I know. It was Rosa and uh, what's his name? But I think that's the guy in the fireplace because Charles says you have my knife. 
Right, right, right. But we don't know like what the dynamics of the log is. It might be Zoe in there. I, I have no idea. What I kind of want is is there to be another adult swim short and they ask me to come back as Holly and you just see me like through the window running through the woods. Like to mm. me, that would be great. Like to tease the next right, <laughs> right, right, right. Dumping through the woods. <laughs> Um, that would be good. Damn it. What's his name? I should know. I had a callback for him. I know that about you, Mr. My son was sold to Mr. Armfield. I'm like, Google that shit. Fuck. God. I can't think of it. She's going to look it up here. She's going to IMDb to check it out. Yes, I am. Corn guy. I love that scene too. Some people say you shouldn't need corn with corn, but girl, I love you. That's not what um, Yeah, I, I don't want to touch a quilt, uh, Rosa. I don't want corn on my hands. <laughs> You're eating fucking cornbread. Calm down. What's your fucking name, though? I Isaac. 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 There you go. I know that about you, Mr. Isaac. Yep. 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 Sam. Yep. That's him. Now you'll never forget Isaac. His name in real life is Michael. Michael. Yeah, and he's he's another good one. He's a he's a good actor as well. So I want people to check it out. Uh, you will log. It's on Adult Swim on HBO Max. Um, this is probably more of a question for Casper, but you know if there'll be like a physical release or anything like that. I hope so. There's so much. There's so many outtakes. There's so many takes that were genuinely funny that I hope that there come that a DVD physical copy is released with all the outtakes and like special features and stuff. But like, what's a DVD? <laughs> what is a DVD? What's a DVD? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to ask Casper and get the scoop for us because this whole thing is very, you know, hush, 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 even for the actors. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I will be interview. I was just talking to Casper before the show, so I'll be probably early next week. I'll be interviewing him, so I will ask. Oh, good, good. So you interviewed um, him right before us? No, I haven't interviewed him yet. I was talking to him through email about doing the interview. So, oh, uh, got we're, okay. we're gonna, okay. I gotta set it up. Um, oh, good, good, week, good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, Art, yeah, go on, sir. I know you're gonna close up, but really quickly, I'll let you close up. No, say whatever you like. No, because it doesn't make any sense right now. I want to well, know. Well, I was just going to ask you uh, if you work on anything currently. No, currently just chilling. I have a thing coming out next year, but right now just chilling, happily chilling. But Andrea's in the game right now. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm in the game on Paramount Plus right now. Oh, very cool. Uh, my character is Erica. You could see me throughout the season. Um, yeah, that was a, that was so much fun. Yeah. You can also see Andrea in every Delta commercial that comes out. Her beautiful smile, traveling around the world. As you can see, Daniela, Daniela is my manager and I am like <laughs> not pushing any of my stuff right now. But yeah, I am in uh, the Delta commercials on the flights um, as the adventure video. That's been a lot of fun as well. Um, and then I'll, yeah, I'm working on a film that's being released. I worked on a film that's being released next year with David Yates called Pain Hustlers. 
I was about to say that for you, but then I was like, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, just, you know, hanging out. And how about yourself, Dee, besides uh, uh, managing Andrea? I'm managing a super, super exclusive client right now. <laughs> I don't want to say her name, Andrea. <laughs> um, no, I have a movie where I have a small part in it. It's Divinity. It's in Sundance. Um, it's directed by Eddie Alcazar, and he did The Vandal. And if you haven't seen this movie yet and you like horror, I highly suggest that movie. He has a very unique style where he shoots on film. And I think he used the same people who um, worked with Euphoria because they also use this film that's out of out of date. Um, so that's going to be in Sundance. That I think that streams <clears throat> January something or other. Um, and then I have, what do I have? Oh yeah, I have some things as well. I don't know if Hell I can yeah. say them. Like, can I say them? I don't know. You, know <laughs> you can catch me on TV. I'm going to be in a couple different TV series. Yeah. When you said film, like 16 millimeter film or. Um, that's a good question. I don't even know. I just know that it looks gorgeous. It's such, it's so beautifully black and white. So stark. It's yeah. Mm. Check it out for sure. It's very, very cool. And the Vandal, the one, the movie he did before some of it's in stop motion that he did himself. Oh. So Ooh, I'm a big fan of stop motion. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be on true lies as well. Both of us. Oh yes. Yeah. yes. Not coming out. I think in March sometime um yeah and then just uh i'm gonna be in i have a small role in the jennifer lawrence movie no hard feelings and i forget the other stuff honestly you'll see me you'll know it's me or maybe you won't but they'll extra know because they'll be able to follow you on your handles which are danielia maximilian on instagram and, and then really <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I have Twitter, but I don't really use it. I just stalk people. What are you on Twitter? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> like Daniela Max and me one. I can't, I didn't even like put my whole name. Just yeah, it's probably too long, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's it. I don't have anything else. What are your handles? So my handle is your favorite Andrea. That's on Instagram. And then I think on Twitter, it's like, the andrea lang because the original took it um so yeah that's where you can follow us and follow our stuff and check out our crazy lives very cool well this yeah. was very fun to talk with both of you thank you thank you It'd be fun to do it again sometime maybe when yule log 2 comes up when yes <laughs> it was a pleasure yeah maybe i'll see you in london at fright fest in the future I mean, we kind of should. I'm going to be there anyways this year, so you probably will. Before we go, I know you're still recording. Um, I wanted us to get a picture before we go, a screenshot. Um, okay. Go so we can... It looks uh, like we're doing talking. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like we're doing a thing. Uh, give me one second, because I need some light. Oh, that's going to be hard for me. Well, let me see. Okay. Are you still recording? Yeah, is that okay? 
Yeah. This is how it's really done (laughs) behind behind the mask. (laughs) Okay, let me get the screenshot. Just bad because it's so dark right now. Okay, here we go. But you're gorgeous, darling. Gorgeous. Okay. Uh, in three, two. Cool. <laughs> right, very good. All right. Thank you. That was very cool. And tag me in, in the uh, in the photo here. You got it. I shall. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. I'm going to play us out with music from the Music of the Month. Uh, The Tomb of Nick Cage will be playing here. We love us in Nick Cage. Yeah, so thanks, everyone. You know know Casper Kelly did the uh, Cheese Goblin. Yes, yes. I'm very (laughs) excited about this because I'm a big fan of Mandy. And uh, I actually, I I should wear that shirt. I have a... um, the goblin uh, uh, cheddar, uh, goblin mac and cheese uh, shirt. Oh, that's so cool. That. I should get one. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to dig that out. I'm not sure where it is exactly, but yeah. I'm glad you reminded me, actually. Yeah. I'll, I'll sure. find the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to play the tune.
then we have to disappear. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Neil. Thank Thanks. you. And thank you for staying for the music here. Of course. Yeah. All right. You guys have a good night. Thanks, you too. Y'all. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 I'm going to wave awkwardly while I hit in.